Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Wake Up to the Word Thursday, Old Testament Thursday, May 4th, and um, I am pre-recording this uh, a week early, <clears throat> as I will be on vacation on the 4th, uh, not telling you where I am, undisclosed location. <laughs> Some of you know where I'll be, but that's okay. Um, and our coffee for the day is not coffee at all, because I'm pre-recording this in the evening. And so, A&W Root Beer, <laughs> zero sugar, is the coffee of the week. <laughs> so, uh, that's pretty funny. We'll give that one a laugh. So, uh, where's my laugh? Uh, that's, <laughs> we'll, we'll do not funny there, so. But that is awesome. Um, we're glad you're here with us, and... Just so you know, we're uh, getting close to 900 plays, and I just want to thank you for that. Uh, we're we're over 850, heading to 900, and uh, we're still being uh, listened to in four countries, and uh, so excited about that, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep sharing it. That's all you guys. I appreciate that, that you're listening and you're sharing with others. And uh, people are uh, just seem to be appreciative, and, and I am so appreciative. I love uh, teaching the Word of God and connecting with you guys this way. And uh, we just, uh, you know, keep your comments coming and uh, either email me. You can I have a Facebook page, Wake Up to the Word. <clears throat> on Facebook, wakeuptotheword.org. I have a website, and you can go to any of those places, and we'd love to see your comments and your posts, and uh, we will keep posting to you. So um, uh, we have a mystery on our hands. Remember, we keep getting swag. So uh, we have uh, mugs that I've gotten, and other folks have gotten me mugs, and that's uh, here. We keep them posted. See that the happy face there on the on the side there so that's cool we keep that up there so you can see that in the background but also you see the t-shirt over my shoulder there that's the third t-shirt i've gotten and there's a quite a mystery as to who is sending me the t-shirts but i want you to know i have solved the mystery the mystery is solved i know who sent them and i've communicated with them thanked them but you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out who it is, because I'm not telling you today. <laughs> Where is it? That's right. The mystery continues for another day. <clears throat> so we um, uh, we had our, our reading for this week, May 1st to May 4th, and that is Leviticus 7 through the 14th. Did you read it? Could you read it? Did you hang in? Because it's not some easy stuff. It's... Yeah, you're kind of like, what is going on there? That is... But let's... Uh... Let's get ready to rumble! Let's get in there and... Let's uh, let's get at it. Chapter 7 is talks about the law of the guilt offering, the law of the sacrifice... 
And then at the end of 7, it says, This is the law of the burnt offering and the grain offering and the sin offering and the guilt offering and the ordination offering. There's an ordination offering too. An ordination is when you are uh, blessing someone to lead or to go into the ministry or the priesthood. That's an ordination. And there's a peace offering which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day that he commanded the people of Israel to bring their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. <clears throat> so, man, I still have this cough that is uh, dragging on. So, um, so uh, in, in chapter 8... Um, it talks about uh, the ephod again, and remember we talked about that? It's that chest plate that comes on, and it says, uh, and Moses brought Aaron, this is a, a, a verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 6, and Moses brought brought Aaron and his sons and washed, their, and washed them with water, and he put the coat on him and tied the sash around his waist and clothed him with the robe and put the ephod on him and tied the skillfully woven band of the ephod around him, binding it to him with the bands. He placed the breastplate, the breastpiece on him and in the breastpiece, he put the Urim and the Thummim. Um, and he set the turban on his head and the turban in the front, and he set the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded. So, uh, we we I had a article that I gave you. It's in Jeff's stack of stuff. So if you want to go back and look at that, it talks about the Uman and the Thurman and the ephod and uh, the the breastplate and all of that. And I think there's a picture in the article that I gave you. And if not, send me a comment. I'll go back and find it and give you that article because I read multiple articles on the same thing. So I, I, I know I put an article on the Uman and the Thur Thurman in there, and uh, and I believe it encompasses the, the entire uh, breastplate and, and that. And I believe there was a picture of, of uh, what they believe uh, that that looked like. <clears throat> so then it continues on there, and Moses... Um, anointed uh, oil and the the anointed the tabernacle and consecrated it and there's an interesting process that goes on here with the blood sprinkling he sprinkled some of the alt the altar seven times anointed the altar and all of its utensils and the basin and its stand and consecrated them and he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to conse consecrate him and Moses brought Aaron's sons and clothed them with coats, and tied sashes around their waists, and bound caps on them, and the Lord commanded Moses. So now his sons, the Aaron's descendants, his sons are priests as well. And um and and that's gonna bear itself out if you've if you've read this week, you already know what's coming, but um uh and, and then there is a presentation and anointing presentation and ordination presentation and i'm going to kind of walk through that with you um so you can see what's uh, uh uh hoping that you read it but um this is in chapter 8 and verse 22 uh then he presented the other ram the ram of ordination and aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram and he killed it and moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of aaron's right ear and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then he presented Aaron's sons, and Moses 
put some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears and on the thumbs of their right hand and on the big toe of their right feet. Then Moses threw blood against the sides of the altar and he did the whole altar altar sprinkling and all of that again. Uh, very significant, uh, the, the blood on the lobe, on the, all on the right side, well, all on the right side, you might be seeing me backwards, so it made me look like the left if you, you're seeing me, but, uh, he sprinkled it on the right lobe, on the right thumb, and on the right big toe, and so what is the significance of that, and as I, as I read and did some research, I guess it's still something that's done, but it's on the lobe so that you first hear God, first listen for God. And on the thumb is that you put your hand to God's will first. You do that first. You do what God is seeking for you to do. And on the toe is that you follow God's path. That you follow God's path first. Um, and, uh, and, and so... Um, if you, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on this for a second. And, um, uh, I, I have another, uh, little note that I'm going to put on, but we're going to get to that later. So I'm going to hold off on that, but it, it, it's a cool little symbolic thing. And you may have read it and said, what on earth is going on there? So that's, what's going on there. It's, it's a symbolic reminder in, in uh, a, a, uh, uh, presentation, a symbolic presentation, and, and a reminder to listen, to always be uh, uh, putting your hand to God's work, and to be following God's path. So that's what that is. So the, um, the, the Lord accepts Aaron's offering in chapter 9, and then chapter 10. And this is a little odd, and if you got to this, you go, oh my goodness, what is happening? Now, uh, it's Nabad and Abihu, Abi. Abihu, Abihu, um, the sons of Aaron, Abad and Abihu, uh, Adab, Adab and Abihu, that's it. Uh, each took his censer, this is right, verse 1, chapter 10, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and, and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. And so now you're saying, oh, oh, oh my gosh, what the heck? What happened? Now, the thing you got to know about these guys is um, they're men. They're, they're Aaron's children. <clears throat> and they've been in the desert. They wandered in the desert with them. So they're grown men. Um, and they are being anointed as priests, but They've they've now done something that violated what the Lord had commanded. So what what went on? What what what's going on here? So uh, apparently, when you when you break it down, when you look at it, and you and you kind of zoom in on some of the things, uh, each took his censer and put fire in it. So so they had taken their censers which were anointed censers, anointed before the Lord, they took their censers and put their own fire into it. And what we've been reading is the Lord had created the fire. God had created the fire um, in, in all, of, all of what they were doing, in all of uh, the burnt offerings that they were doing. The Lord had created the fire. So they made, first they made their own fire, 
And it says that it was an, uh, uh, and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire. And note these words right here before the Lord. Offered fire before the Lord. Unauthorized is the word in between. It is entirely possible that they entered into the Holy of Holies. It is entirely possible that they opened the veil and tried to bring their own offering in. Um, I mean, this had been seven days of repetitive offerings, sacrificing animals, sprinkling blood, repetitive process over and over and over again. And maybe they just said, well, well you know, there's lots of speculation as to why they did it. It could have been that they wanted to show some initiative. Uh, it could have been a, a um, something they were doing <clears throat> to show, "I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to do this now." Sorry, a tickle, and um, and and uh, but what do we take from it? How do we how do we learn from that? And he, and here is here's a most important thing. If you're young and you're listening, or you disciple someone who's young, or someone who's uh, desiring to be in ministry, uh, lots of people surge ahead with their own thoughts and ideas, enthusiastic, uh, and don't wait on God's timing. Don't go through, they don't go through God's process for them. They want to rush forward and take ministry. Ministry is supposed to be given. You're supposed to be called to it and God ushers you along. <clears throat> Even Aaron is, is given ministry by Moses. And even Moses is given ministry, called to ministry by God. And he humbly takes his steps forward. This is the call of God. This is how the call processes. And as someone who's been in ministry for a long time and had ministry offered to me and I grew in the ministry and people walked alongside me and gave me opportunity you don't take ministry you 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 don't i should reword that you don't usurp authority within god's plan you take it when it's given you you receive it i should say that way you shouldn't take it for yourself you should receive it as it's given and walk enthusiastically into what's given you. <clears throat> when you overstep God, when you overstep his process, there's generally consequences. I'm not saying you're going to die, but that is something that is God wants to show that there are consequences, stark consequences, when you move ahead of God's plan for you, especially when it comes to the priesthood, when it comes to the ministry, when it comes to uh, being a leader, elder, pastor, um, take your steps in order. And uh, we love walking with people in that. And, and 
there's a reason the process takes the time that the process takes. It's God's timing. It's God's reasoning. <clears throat> All right. Uh, and, and, and you can even see this reasoning in, as we move through the chapter 10 and keep going down. Uh, the Lord spoke to Aaron saying, uh, uh, talk, give him some more instructions. Drink no wine or strong drink. Uh, you are your sons with you. He has other sons. When you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die, it shall be a, a statute forever throughout your generations. Here's, you are to distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all the statutes that the Lord has spoken to them by Moses. So it's, it's, it's the responsibility of Aaron as the priest to teach the people. And, and as we are called to those who are teachers and preachers, and it's our responsibility to know the difference between the clean and the unclean, the steps, the good steps and the bad steps. And that's what we pray through. That's what we, that we're diligent in. Uh, clean and unclean animals in 11. Uh, purification of after childbirth. So there's uh, all of these steps in all of these processes and um, that are for different things. Now, there's a laws about leprosy. And this is very interesting. In 13 and 14, lot as we go through 13. And uh, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. He's, he's speaking to both of them. And he's laying all this out. Now, this is all happening. This is all Mount Sinai. This is all a laying out of the law. And so he pronounces. He's doing all kinds of detail here about the skin and what it looks like and is it just skin deep or does it go deeper than the skin is it multiple layers is it turning this color is it that color is it is is it uh is it affecting the hair is it is uh is there uh itching is there is all kinds of things is there boils are they healing are they not healing um is the is the skin burning? Is the flesh raw? Uh, um, whether it's a, a man or a woman, is the disease on their head? Is it man? If it's, is it inside their beard? Is is it itchy? Is it is it flaking? Is there uh, leprosy on their head? Um, uh, all of these things, all of these little details, and and uh, here's a here's a strange word. Uh, when a man or a woman has spots on the skin of the body, white spots, the priest shall look at the spots of the skin, the body are 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 of a dull white. Is it leucoderma? Leucoderma has broken out in the skin. He is clean. So uh, there there are skin diseases that don't don't make you uh, unclean. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then it talks about bald guys. If a man's hair falls out from his head, he is bald. Hmm, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. And guess what? He is clean. He is clean. Yay! He is clean. So uh, let's, uh, let's give it... There you go. He's clean. Um... Yeah! So if a man's hair falls out from his forehead, uh, he has baldness of the forehead. And guess what? He's clean. <laughs> He's clean. What do you think of that? But if there is, but if there is on the bald head 
or the bald forehead, a reddish-white disease area. It is leprous disease breaks out on his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him, and if the disease swelling is reddish-white reddish on his bald head or on his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprous disease in the skin, he is a leprous man. Unclean. Unclean. Ooh, not good. Unclean. Uh... And the priest, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. His disease is on his head. So, um, sure, we had a little fun with that, but um, <laughs> but uh, you can see the detail that it goes in. And uh, this this um, this leprous uh, details it goes on for a couple of chapters. <clears throat> And this is symbolic of sin. Uh, the leprosy is is though it is a physical disease, and it is it is a physical disease in in um, even in this time, they're declared unclean, and they are supposed to report that they are unclean. They're supposed to sh even shout when people come that they are unclean. Here's the thing about leprosy. This always confused me in scripture, and maybe it confuses you. Leprosy is not contagious. It's not as a contagious disease from one person to another. Uh, <clears throat> it's a skin disease that people get, but it is not one per uh, uh, one leper can't give leprosy to somebody else, and so that's what always surprised me about this. But it's it's a sim it's a physical disease that's symbolic of sin. In that sin, even though my sin is not charged to somebody else. My presence with them, if I'm sinning, can draw them into sin as well. And so we're supposed to distance ourselves from those who live consistently in sin, those who show their sin, those who reveal their sin, and and uh, and and as we get clean we we can uh re-enter back into fellowship with God's people. because uh, it actually says they're supposed to live outside of the camp. They can't come in until they are declared clean. And so <clears throat> that's the great thing about this is that Jesus came and healed the leper uh when he was uh, on earth in the Matthew chapter eight, I think it is, and um Here's the cool thing is when a, the laws for cleansing lepers is chapter 14. And um, he, here's a cool thing that, that, uh, that happens. Um, I'm going to put a little note. Sorry, I didn't have it in here. Um, so it, there's lots of instructions um, when somebody gets cleaned of leprosy. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hit some highlights. Um, uh, <clears throat> let me get some highlights here. Um, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest, if he's clean, <clears throat> if he's clean, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall look. Then, if the case of leprosy disease is healed in the leprosy, the priest shall command them to take for him who has to be clean two lives birds. It's all um 
what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get an uh, earthenware vessel and fresh water and a live bird, uh, scarlet yarn, hyssop, um, and dip them with the live bird in blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times onto him who is clean of the leprous disease and then shall pronounce him clean. And he shall live, he shall let the living bird go into the open field and, and he who is cleansed shall wash his clothes, uh, shave off his, uh, all his hair and bathe himself in water and he shall be clean. And after that, he may come into the camp, but live outside his tent seven days. And on the seventh day, he shall shave off all his hair from his head and his beard and his eyebrows. And he shall shave off all his hair. And then he shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in the water. And he shall be clean. So quite a process that they have to go through. And then there's one more thing. And I'm going to come down to it right here. Um, uh, start at verse 13 of chapter 14. And he shall kill the lamb in the place where, where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the place of the sanctuary. For the guilt offering, like the sin offering, belongs to the priest. It is the most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering, and the priest shall put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of the right hand, and on the big toe of the right foot. Does that sound familiar? Well, it should sound familiar because that's exactly the ordination process that the priest gets. So why would you, they give that to the uh, the leper? Well, there's also something that they say is that cleansed by the blood, having a uh, hearing ear and an active hand and a nimble foot to walk in God's holy ways. So <clears throat> it's it's that cleansing of sin that now you are you're part of the priesthood. You're part of the ministry. In these days, they weren't. They didn't become the priests, but it is so symbolic of what God does for us that we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, and it's kind of a shadow of what's to come. As just as leprosy is symbolic of sin, uh, when Christ died for us and shed His blood for us, He now has paved the way for us to be part of the royal priesthood we're ambassadors of christ and that is just an uh, awesome part uh so cool looking up that and i'm glad you were with us so a uh, little little quick today so uh not a problem i'm on vacation so we hope that you've had a great uh wake up to the word and you know that we will uh we'll be back tomorrow thank you arnold We'll be back, and uh, tomorrow we'll find out. We'll reveal the mystery. Oh, the mystery. You got to tune in tomorrow. You won't know. I'm not saying. I'm not telling you. We'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. That New Testament Friday. Bye-bye.